Welcome to Wireless Way. I'm your host, Chris Whitaker, and I'm grateful for you making time to check out this episode. As always, trying to bring in thought leaders uh, around the area, mostly in wireless. And today is no exception. Today is going to be all about wireless. It's kind of a private message. Uh, not really. It's about private LTE, though. We're going to get into that with uh, Ian Bennett from uh, Aleph Edge. We're going to talk a lot about that and what they do. We get him to give us some advice and tips. But before we get there, a little bit about Ian. Uh, he's the director of strategic operations for all of bringing channel partners to market for private LTE and 5G networks. See, I told you we're going to get into wireless somehow today. Uh, during his time at uh, Aleph, uh, Ian has focused on developing the channel program. Uh, and how any you know how partners can sell a private mobile network. So prior to working on the channel, um, he worked with marketing and finance, product management. Uh, so brings in a lot of skills and uh, you know skill sets required to help the channel right to develop you know how network APIs can be built, build, and consumed by customers. And when he's not doing that, of course, uh, you can catch me either riding his bike. Uh, long distance rides are uh, is a big fan of baseball and football. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that, maybe. But uh, Ian, thanks for making time and joining the show today. How you doing? I'm doing great, Chris. Thank you very much for having me. I am super excited not only for the podcast and the show today, but for uh, the next episode of The Mandalorian because this is the way. That's right. This is the way. This is the way. I love it. Thank you for that, man. That's a. Uh, uh, that, that warms my heart, man. I love it. I just need to get me a helmet. Although I'm not sure if I could go for that. I don't know if I could live that life. We have to wear this helmet for the rest of your life. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know if I could go for that one. But maybe uh, catch me in a rebellion, uh, you know, type or rebellion X-wing helmet. You know, that would look good on me. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool, man. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be good. I mean, this is an area that we're seeing more and more traction, a lot more conversation. Um, you know, the wireless way. I mean, that is the way. I mean, so many things are wireless. Now, every one of you listening has at least one cellular mobile device on you, maybe two or three, you know, from a watch or a tablet. Uh, it's just everywhere. I mean, it's not going away. Obviously, that's just, you know, no one likes to be tethered down and tied down, so it's the ultimate cord cutting. Uh, but but more, more, more importantly about you, you know, before we get into uh, what you do and why we should listen to you, uh, what's not in the bio? I mean, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so it's uh, kind of a funny story. I knew that I wanted to do something in technology and wireless. Uh, actually, in college, I wrote my thesis on net neutrality uh, and the policies of the FCC commissioner, Tom Wheeler, at the time, and how it impacted the stock market prices in the short, medium, and long term. And I analyzed it over you know, a bunch of years, and it was really cool to figure out uh, what the implications were, how each policy announcement impacted uh, the stock prices. But what was even cooler, I got to meet him. He's actually on our board of directors. Uh, so it was extremely cool to shake his hand and you know get to pick his brain about what was going on with net neutrality. Of course, you met him after you wrote the paper or during? After I wrote the paper. Uh, I met him probably a year ago around this time. It was extremely cool. I was at a conference and he was there. And I was a little bit of a fanboy moment. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was extremely excited. Wow. So even so, before that, even while you're in college, I mean, did you go into college knowing that hey, I really I'm, I want to work in this space one day? I mean, was there was there any motivation or inspiration that took you to that point? Uh, I would say a combination of things. I was always 
uh, obsessed with how things were changing, um, you know, between technology, between, you know, seeing Blackberries, seeing iPhones, you know, then coming up and seeing, you know, streaming coming online. I mean, you look around, you know, uh, 10 years ago, you would think that the only way you could watch the Yankees is through the Yes Network or through your local, you know, TV provider in, you know, New York or the surrounding area. But now I just noticed that the Yes Network has their own streaming option. I mean, the Yes Network of all people, you know, you can imagine that uh, the guys behind there decided that, you know, we can create a lot of different money, a lot of money and gain a lot of new subscribers just on our network if they came out with the streaming option. And I've always been obsessed with how technology can, you know, create a lot of uh, economic incentive for people. Yes, I, I agree with you. I, mean, I love technology and I've always been fascinated by just what problems they, it, it solves. And unlike most of my ecosystem, my network of friends and colleagues are all engineers and they really want to know how it works. And I'm less worried about how it works. I just want to know what it does. And you know, ultimately, that's kind of that's the pitch. I mean, uh, yes, I you know, all my engineer friends are shuddering right now. But yes, how it works and and what's under the hood does absolutely matter. But you know, big picture, kind of. I mean, how why someone's going to buy something? It's not always because of how it works. You know, what does it do? What's the outcome? You know, what what problem does it solve? And that's what I've always been fascinated about uh, myself. So. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Um, so, you know, back, you know, fast forward to today, we've looked at your past a little bit and, and what got you here. Um, what trends are you seeing in the market that Olive uh, Edge fits in? Yeah, so we're working in private LTE and, you know, private 5G networks, and we're 100% on the software side of things. But on the trends, I, you know, we work through our channel partners, but that doesn't mean we go out and talk to our end customers all the time. And, main things that we're seeing is people want to get connected they want to connect new things they have a need to connect a camera so they can cover this blind spot they need to be able to set timers on their water treatment or their sprinkler system or things like that or they're they don't have connectivity or they lose connectivity on their wi-fi network when a forklift goes from point a to point b in between two aisles so those are the big things, you know, that's one of the big things I'm seeing on the connectivity side, but I'm also seeing people know how to do a lot more things than we give them credit for. I mean, you give someone a, you know, software package or someone access online to APIs or a dashboard or a portal, they'll figure it out pretty quickly. You know, it's a lot more self-service than we give people credit for. So I'm seeing people wanting to do more, learning how to do more by themselves and also knowing that there are a bunch of options out there and they are able to find what exactly is going to work from them. And I really believe private LTE and private you know, cellular networks is that thing that they will learn how to do and know how to do. So when you're deploying, I mean, it just as you were talking, let me think of another question of, um, you know, did this private wireless environment, um, do you guys ever get, are you concerned about, or do you get involved in, you know, what is the, the layer two type connection that the, the end user has? I mean, do, do you guys bring in uh, a data connection or do you work with what they already have? Yeah, so we work with whatever they have or whatever the partner is going to bring in. You know, depending on that internet connection, that pipe into there, that's gonna be extremely important because that's how the data is gonna reside. That's how the data is gonna get from point A to point B and make the connection and bring back the, you know, whatever they're requesting. Uh, 
but we work with that connection. We work within the security and firewalls that they build out, and we work in within their monitoring system, whatever that the customer might have or whatever the partner provides for them. And, you know, there's a lot of talk and concern, and rightly so, around cybersecurity, you know, uh, secured technology. Is that driving uh, success for you guys? Do you get in traction with that? I mean, because obviously the next question is, okay, well, yeah, sure, you need cybersecurity, and you might need cybersecurity insurance and pen testing and all this jazz, but what about this, these wireless connections? You know, how secure are they? Is that so, Yeah, so I would say Olive is not a security company. Private LTE is not a secure a security product, it is secure by nature. It's cellular and 3GPP are extremely secure, but and people are looking to keep things secure and keep things safe and connected using private cellular, and it is an awesome momentum uh, and trend that we're seeing as people want to get connected and make sure that their devices aren't being hacked. I mean, you think about it, a county, uh, I mean, if they're going and think about deploying a private Wi-Fi or a public Wi-Fi network, that's going to be extremely dangerous. And, you know, they might be just trying to connect a couple of different devices in that area, but instead they can deploy a private cellular network. There's no SSID. They're going to have to either hack the device or hack into the radio and either good luck finding the radio or good luck, you know, finding the device that they're going to have to uh, hack into. So it's, it's something very cool. And cybersecurity is always important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, Another area I like to look at technology, I mean, breaking it down, as I mentioned earlier, I'm really always interested in the outcomes. But uh, part of that is, you know, what verticals are are most interested in this? You know, what, 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 what's you know, the top three verticals? If you had to put them in three buckets, three categories, what do they look like that, that are taking advantage of this offering? Yes. Yeah, so I would say the education market, the K through 12, the universities is a massive market right now. You know, on the university side, think about they have a large campus. They have God knows how many different connected devices in there, whether it be, you know, their employees' phones, their operations team's phones and devices, uh, tablets that go into security uh, cars or uh, security cameras. And then they have all the students' devices. And then they have all of these smart building amenity applications. So that's massive. But then on the K through 12 side, we've seen a massive pickup because, again, the IT teams are getting smarter. They know how to do more complex things because there's so much information out there on how to do things. So education's been huge. The K through 12, specifically what they're doing is connecting students while they're at home. So being able to provide internet service that's essentially an extension of the school's network. So when they're at home, they can you know go on the internet, complete their homework assignments, and stay within the school's firewalls. So um, if someone said this is kind of like, it sounds like a VPN, you know, what would you say to that? It's similar to a VPN. You know, it's got that same properties, but again, we're more providing the cellular connection so they can connect using uh, whatever goes into the school's firewalls. Uh, but I realized I didn't answer your question from before. Uh, the two other verticals would be counties, uh, municipalities, government agencies, and also warehousing. That's just always one of my favorite ones. Warehousing and manufacturing always bleed over into each other. No, I totally agree with that. Those all make sense. Um, you know, so, you know, uh, if you're listening, you know, definitely want to check out their website. I'll have some links and some other information in the show notes. So check that out if you can. Um, but on the website, you talk about how you can deploy a 
private LTE network under 60 minutes. I mean, that, you know, for, for people in telecom deploying anything, I mean, you can't get the contract put together in 60 minutes half the time. Talk, talk us through that. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so you definitely can. I've done it myself. Our engineers are better at it than uh, me. I think I've done it in like 57 minutes. One of our partners last year did it in 55 minutes. That's the quickest we've seen it done from a third party. You know, not can't count our engineers because they know the system a little bit better. But, right. you know, demystifying private cellular, it sounds like you're going to need to create your own version of Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. That's not what it is. Me and you, we know how to go in and set up our Wi-Fi network. We can even debug it to a certain degree if something comes up. Now, take those same properties. What do you need to install a Wi-Fi network? You need the device. You need the connection out to the Internet. Okay, with private cellular, you get your device, and we have a phenomenal partner, Buy Cells. If you're interested out there, contact Keith Jones. Uh, Chris, you should put his uh, oh, yeah. in the call notes. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> his cell phone number. Yeah. Uh, so you get the hardware from a partner like Buy Cells, and they sell CBRS radios. You have your connection out to the internet, and then you just need the software to manage and orchestrate it all. And that's where Olive comes in. Uh, without getting too technical, uh, we provide the backend provisioning, the network provisioning. So what you, uh, when you connect that radio to the internet, it knows where to talk to. It knows where to orchestrate everything. And that's what Olive, you know, is so successful at doing. Uh, I can get into it all and, you know, the specific things if you're interested, but we really provide APIs so you can connect at, you know, at your own leisure because you know how to do things. And then you can also integrate it into your existing device management system, your, you know, network monitoring system. So it all looks like the same traffic to you and you just uh, have it in one clean portal. So, you know, going back to one of the verticals you mentioned, K through 12 and having a secure connection. So, see, you know, again, when everybody's connecting under one roof or in one building, less complicated, but when they go home and they're off site, that, that becomes more complicated. I was just, you know, cause we, we kind of, one of the pre-show conversations we're talking about, well, what if the, the, you know, a partner brings it up and the customer is, well, we, we use, you know, we have managed Wi-Fi. So we're, we're good. We got our, we got our wireless connections covered. What problems would you say solve you got to solve compared to not using you, you know, just sticking with Wi-Fi? Yeah, Wi-Fi is great for office settings. You know, my laptop doesn't need private cellular. But, you know, thinking about the K through 12 side of things, there are a lot of people that can't don't have basic internet connectivity or even reliable connectivity when they go back home and looking to do their homework. Um, so that is the capability we're giving to them, and they can you know go online as if it was a Wi-Fi connection. A lot of devices require a CBRS to Wi-Fi bridge, so they can just innately connect to their laptops and tablets. It just looks like a Wi-Fi connection, but they're really connecting on the backhaul side of it via CBRS into that school network. So it is really keeping it uh, organized on that side. And it isn't as hard to do, but where it gets, you can really start to see the pro or the opportunity exaggerated is when you flip it over to warehousing. You know, great, you have a managed Wi-Fi network. Okay, and the manufacturing side as well. You know, are you really connecting all of your devices on that network? I'm not sure that exactly how many access points it's going to take you on the Wi-Fi side to build out 
a cohesive network to cover every single point. But I know people have problems uh, inside of their connecting, whether it be their forklifts, their uh, scanning devices, or any of their sensors that you know go off for inventory management, or even just security cameras to monitor the floor or to make sure employees are staying in the right location. So, for, you know, another point of clarification for listeners, you know, if you're just if you're trying to follow along here, um, that K through twelve example that that student that goes home with a, uh, an iPad or uh, you know a tablet or some sort that the school provided um, does it does the school system already have to have their own sim card in there because you guys you're not providing the actual sim card are you so Olive does provide the actual sim card yeah so we we either provide a physical sim card and, or we provide an electronic SIM card that can be downloaded onto a lot of devices. And depending on when the device was made and the type of device, you can download that uh, physical SIM, or you could download the electronic SIM card or insert the physical SIM card into the device. If it's a tablet, great. I know plenty of CBRS uh, private LTE laptop providers uh, or tablet providers. Uh, but if it's an older device, you might need something that translate that private cellular into Wi-Fi and that's where you put the SIM card and you know these aren't really expensive devices but guess what they get the job done and they allow students to stay connected when they're home so they can keep up with all their work and assignments and I'm speaking to real projects that we've been working on and uh, projects we're expanding. So for you know our partner base you know uh, technology advisors, digital strategists, um, what what advice do you have for them? And, you know, if you're listening and you hear yourself described here, I mean, what kind of profile of a partner and what does a partner's customer base look like? I know you kind of already yeah. educate through 12 and, and uh, municipalities and uh, warehouses. Is there any other advice uh, or areas that, you know, partners can look at their existing base of customers and kind of get these opportunities uh, identified? Yeah, there is. So on the opportunity side, I would say look at anything that's essentially a non-carpeted office, whether that be a construction site, a mine, you know, a warehouse or a park. You know, think about your customers from that side and, and then also think about what problems you're currently solving and then what problems that your customers currently have. On the profile of the, what kind of partner that we'd want to look for is someone who wants to work with software, recognizes that they could take this software and get monthly recurring revenue from this from their customers and know that this is an OPEX side of the treatment, that they're going to be working with their partner in the long haul and they can manage this for their customer and then they can expand upon this with their customer as well. Uh, I would also be looking for problem solvers, people who want to go out there and look for new projects and new opportunities. And uh, But on the tech stack side, I would look for someone who has a monitoring system or a knock, you know, someone who monitors and has something uh, built out for that. And someone who's really familiar with uh, Wi-Fi networks and managed Wi-Fi networks, because if you know how to do that, you're going to know how to integrate this and be able to monitor this network as well. You know, um, we talked about SIM cards, we talked about software. Is there any other hardware um, that a partner needs to be familiar with? Or, you know, is that where Basils comes in? Or what, what other hardware is Yes, so I would say they're the SIMs, they're the electronic SIMs, they're the, 
you know, end user devices when those could be tablets, scanners, uh, or the CBRS to Wi-Fi, the private LTE to Wi-Fi, those bridge types, plenty of partners on that. And uh, I know how to break them down and what you might need based on, you know, durability or power inputs or what kind of connections the device has. But then you nailed it on the head. The other kind of equipment you would need is that hardware partner for the radio. And BuySells is the, you know, an absolutely awesome partner. And we've been working with them for a while. Uh, it's a pleasure working with them and they can, you know, really provide you what you need and help you out. No, it's always it's always uh, good to go into battle with the right partners, man. I mean, that's it's all about partnerships and relationships. Um, you know, is there anything else that you want to share with us we haven't touched on or any, any last words you could share with us? Yeah. Uh, my last words would be knowing what the problem is and being confident you can solve it with private LTE is where I've had my, my most success, uh, whether it be connecting up a forklift because I know that this the I know how to solve it with private LTE or whether it be connecting students at home you know finding out what the problem is that they're having and thinking about it from I can provide this with their own cellular network is how I've been thinking about it and really uh, wins more deals than you would think very good very good one, one last question um is a competing technology to you? What do you consider a competition? Is there any? Is it? Is it uh, the, the Wi-Fi usage, or is there actually the companies you feel like are strong competitors? Yeah, there's so there are some strong competitors out there. Um, you know, there's also the managed Wi-Fi uh, possibilities where we set our set set ourselves apart. Is we integrate? We're completely complementary to that managed Wi-Fi network. So if you have your Wi-Fi network, that's going to be awesome. And then integrating this cellular traffic into that same network monitoring tool and device management tool is really where you know there's going to be a lot of wins and a lot of complementary pieces and it's going to remove the first uh no that the it director is going to say i don't want to learn a new system well okay this integrates directly into your existing system so let's get moving forward very interesting. I love it. I love it when we can uh, bring in multiple, you know, technology uh, stacks together and, and have one solution and uh, solve many, many problems. Well, gosh, yeah, man, it's gone by quick. Uh, I've enjoyed it. And I know this is going to be a multi-part. This is part one of uh, a conversation. And we're going to bring in the other side of the coin uh, on the next episode. And then even a third episode, voice of the customer. So we'll actually hear from a customer has deployed this and, and uses it so really looking forward to this series as part one and a part in a three part heck maybe four parts if we need to but um, this is this is an area that you want to pay attention to as I mentioned earlier everyone leverages and uses some type of wireless technology in your in your personal life and more and more I mean, in fact in my world it's almost, almost all business and professional use um, but you know ha how to have it private and how to have your own network you can manage and uh, layer in with, with other technologies and cybersecurity. All this is a, a part of the greater conversation. So, uh, Ian, thanks so much for making time, and I appreciate it. Of course, it. Chris. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I look forward to hearing the other parts as well. Yeah, you bet. And there you go, uh, another episode of The Wireless Way, and it is the way, as we said earlier. So thanks for checking this out, and if you like what you heard, uh, as always, you know, share and tell a friend, uh, subscribe and follow. 
and um, look out for the next uh, coming uh, parts to this series on private LTE. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on The Wireless Way.